1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: This is Talk Sport Daily.
1: Hello, hello, hello. Happy Monday, my friends. Welcome, of course, to another round Ghosting Talks of the Daily Podcast. With me, host Danny Golsen. And of course you can catch me on Drive all week alongside the sneaker freak Darren Bent, who's an Arsenal fan member, so his team dropped two points. I'll be sure to mention that on today's show. Anyway, we start today's podcast by continuing to pay tribute to the legend that is Sir Bobby Charlton.
3: I've been scoring a lot of goals in the reserves and Mad Busby called me up to his office. And he said, right, he says then um I'm playing you tomorrow in the first team. Words I've been waiting to hear for for ages and ages. I'm a professional footballer. I'm played in Man United's first team. That's the equaliser from Bobby Charlton.
1: He was the perfect footballer and the perfect English gentleman as
4: well. He was just a a remarkable footballer and a remarkable person a remarkable ambassador for Manchester United. So he was, you know, he was a history maker. And that's, you know, when, when they talk about, you know, do the big players turn up? Bobby Charlton was the big player who always turned up? He is clearly the greatest English footballer of all time,
3: and there's nobody even close. You know, when they won the European Cup, who's going the strongest? It's Bobby Charlton. Charlton! Another! It's all over! United have done it! He wasn't just a great player, he was a really great person as well. So this is a massive loss, not only to the Charlton family, but also to the world of football.
0: Our can't think of anything else. You hear the words Bobby Charlton and they know exactly who and what you mean and what he stood for. Somebody whose legacy is going to live on forever, there's no question of that. Incredible man, special person and yeah, sorely, sorely missed. He's a great and absolute legend of the game and you know, say, win the World Cup 66, European Cup 68.
3: Bobby Charlton made it 4-1. Manchester United had well and truly done. He was supreme soccer champions of Europe. He's absolutely the best we've ever had. The best probably. He was a huge figure in Manchester United's history. He's the man who the main stand at Old Trafford is named after. He was known all over the
1: world, and you know, from Pep Guardiola, whoever it is you know of all the way to, to Roy Hodgson that that they all know him they all have memories of him or if they've never seen him play that, that you know they've seen it or they've heard about him and I think that that's the reach that he has
3: I love this country for many things but one of the reasons why is how they take care of the legends in each club I think he inspires a whole country
2: with his way of being and and the way he played and is a big loss but I think he will stay forever in football that's for I mean, sure. they
0: just are not the words to articulate the contribution that Sir Bobby made to Manchester United and English football.
3: He stood for everything that Manchester United wanted to be. He was such an example for all of us, not only for the football world, but I think society-wide and global-wide.
1: The Munich air crash.
3: The man come through
0: that Mm. and still be one of the best players the world has ever had. that's how great he was.
3: Jeff Hurst went through and scored, and, and suddenly the whistle went. I got really emotional, I started thinking about when I was a little lad and I used to dream about being a footballer. In his 85th Senior International, Charlton had notched his 45th goal. He was England's all-time top scorer. He was a
1: natural talent that made the absolute most of those talents. I've never seen a better two-footed player, full stop.
3: It's more about, everybody knows that he's not just one of the world's greatest footballers, he's one of the world's greatest sportsman Bobby still was Bobby just happy family man just getting on playing for Manchester United was absolutely unbelievable a
1: gentleman an absolute ideal pro a Manchester United an England legend
5: his memory his legacy his name is timeless
1: Former teammate of Sababa Lou Lumakari joined Natalie Sawyer and Tony Casgrino on the Weekend Sports Breakfast Show and described him as the perfect footballer.
3: Everything he did throughout his career was was spot on, um, and it wasn't an easy career for him. Obviously, starting with a crash at Munich, he to he, he, he survive that. He, he bounced back from that, and along with the manager at Manchester United, Sir Matt Busby, got another fantastic team on the pitch, and again everything connected to. Sir Bobby um, is is what he did on that football pitch He was the perfect footballer. First out at training every day, and I got there when he was thirty six years of age. So he's mm-hmm. first out at training, the last in. Wow. Used to encourage you to to do extra because it couldn't harm you. He said, "And if you want to be fit." And I looked at him and I thought, "He's thirty six, and he's putting mm-hmm. me, you know, to shame a little bit here. I'm a young boy coming into the game, so." All these ideas and all these thoughts about football and how it should be played and how you should train and work, um, none of it was wrong. Everything was right. And I'm sure in his time after he finished and became a director at Manchester United, I'm sure there's lots of players that have come to the club that, have, that he has actually helped.
1: Also, former Spurs midfielder Alan Mullery joined Henry Winter and Sean Custis on the Sunday edition and spoke about how he was one of the greatest footballers of all time.
0: He would have been for me an easily in the top three of world footballers. Even today, I don't care who you, who you want to put up today as well. Um, you know, when you're talking about these people, these people were different. You know, if you look at Pelé, he was in the Brazilian side when he was 17 years of age and when they won the World Cup you know, at that time, you know, mm-hmm. when he was 17. How many 17-year-olds do you see playing professional football today? Indeed. You don't. You don't. And that's what it's all about. They were something special. Straight into the path of Charlton.
4: That's the equaliser from Bobby Charlton.
0: It would be Pelé for for the time that he was there. And yes. I played against him three times and hated every bit of it. You know, And, and Bobby Charlton easily would be in the mm-hmm. top three. Bobby Charlton is known around the world. And when you're talking about the world, I mean the world. If you go to... Japan, something mentioned. Bobby Charlton, they know him, and this doesn't happen to most people.
5: Alan, you you paid a beautiful tribute to uh, to Sir Bobby today in terms of what football can do. Obviously, Manchester United and and clubs and and England will do their tributes, but do you think a, a fitting permanent tribute would be a statue of Sir Bobby at Wembley?
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, we've we've got it there. I mean. You know, when I go to Wembley and watch games like yourself, you see Bobby, uh, you know Bobby Moore, and uh, look at that. Yes, make sure they get they get a Bobby uh, a statue there, uh, and you know every time you'll pass it, you know we will remember what he was like. I will remember what it was like to play against him. And it was bloody awful, to be fair. That's that's how good he was, you know. And Henry will know, I mean, Henry spoke to Henry about it, you know, time and time again. He knows a good footballer when he sees one. And Bobby Charlton was some good footballer.
5: And you look now, and you look at the pitches that he just glided across. Absolutely. I mean, they were ploughed fields, and you look at the boots and the ball, and the ball, <laughs> the heavy ball, and the power that he imparted into it. So, you know, I would, I disagree with you. I would say he is not only England's oh, no, I'm not, greatest ever not footballer. Not saying he
4: wasn't. I'm just saying, how do you, how can we judge it when we didn't?
5: But sorry, see... but you can also judge it as many people in the modern era do on simple numbers. The mm. numbers are unarguable. But also the fact that he won, you know, he's done the treble of World Cup, European Cup,
1: League Cup and Ballon d'Or in 66. And Adrian Durham and Alan Pardew pay tribute to the icon on the final word
4: Alan Ball said uh, Bobby Charlton was our Pele which I, I'm not sure you could give anybody a greater compliment Pele himself said Charlton would have walked into any Brazil side which is a remarkable thing to say in fact he said uh, Banks more and Charlton would have got into um, the Brazil 70 side I think uh, so yeah um, Dennis Law of course the Holy Trinity was Law best and Charlton Dennis yeah. Law said he was a lovely mover of the ball well known for his spectacular goals a fine re- of the game, he and about him as a person, Dennis Law said he was intense, everybody could see that, but away from the public, he had a terrific sense of humor. And actually, there's a George Best did many books, one of them was called <laughs> Best of Both Worlds. <laughs> Best, yeah. And he said he described Charlton as the dressing room jester, yeah. and he said he was the one that eased the tension before big game. I see a quote today in one of the Sunday papers about the legacy uh, that uh, that sort
5: of gentleman and the attitude that he brought. To Man United, you know, and a lot of the infrastructure that was sort of built on by Sir Alex uh, was around Bobby Charlton's way, do you know what I mean? Mm. Discipline, you know, making sure you're at it every week and, you know, that, that so he had he, he's had a big part to play in that football club, let alone for England. Yeah. So, uh, yeah,
1: brilliant. And on the Transcript Express, Danny Kelly reflected on Sir Bobby winning the Ballon d'Or Back in 1966.
3: There's not many bonuses of being as, of, as old as I am. Um, one of them is that you will have seen the greats of Bobby Charlton playing. The phrase used to be, oh, Bobby Charlton, he's not a great goal scorer. He's a scorer of great goals. But if you consider that he got 199 Division One goals for Manchester United, that is a lot of great goals. If you consider that he got, was it 47-48 for England from 105 caps, a goal every two games, that's a lot of great goals. He was... Um, how can I put this? He was an tr- amazing footballer. He, of course, won the Ballon d'Or. If you think about the kind of players that were playing in Europe at that time, including Eusebio and others, an ama- and and an amazing achievement. Obviously, this is enormous news here in England. Has that been reflected around the European leagues?
0: Yeah, absolutely has. Um, you look at some of the big media in Europe, and they've all covered it, and they've covered it in great depth. Um, Biltz, who was a big football publication in Germany, uh, called him a football legend. Uh, there were quotes in Kicker from Karl-Heinz Rummenigge, who, of course, uh, is a Bayern legend. He described him as a great player and a true gentleman. Uh, As and Marca in Spain both ran big, big articles about it. L'Equipe said he'd forever be remembered as one of the greatest players of all time. And Gazzetta dello Sport in Italy uh, had a headline that ran goals, power and trophies, icon of a generation. A
4: wonderful guy, um, Sir Bobby Charlton, and football and the world will miss him.
1: Now to the Premier League. And Aston Villa smashed West Ham to pieces in the only game yesterday afternoon. Here's how that one sounded, plus, of course, the rest of the weekend's action so far.
5: Aston Villa four, West Ham United one. Villa's best start to a season for 25 years. They've scored 17 goals in four home matches. 11 successive home league wins. The good news for them keeps on coming, and for Douglas Luiz who scored in six home league games on the trot. It's
3: always
2: uh, is important trying to to get to get uh, to get it. The reality is how we are going to face each match. How we are going to face each moment, uh, taking points like today. Enjoying as well in 90 minutes, playing
3: with a good uh, atmosphere here with uh, our fans. I think we made it an easy encounter, Aston Villa. We made it a tough one when we got back to 2-1 and we were right in the game. And I have to say, I thought nearly every decision that was out there, whether it was right or wrong, went against us today. I really did. I thought that, I mean, I I couldn't believe it. I think he was refereeing in a one-way street today, the referee. You know what way it was facing.
0: It's red against blue in a city where the rivalry is always true. He's in the Everton half, leaves it for Salah, 2-0. <laughs>
5: Liverpool's great start to the season is going to continue. Oh, it go
3: killer from Bryan and Burma. It's Manchester City 2, Brighton 0, and it's Erling Haaland. Bournemouth 1,
4: Wolves 2, the assist goes down to the Bournemouth defence, in particular their goalkeeper. I have no idea what he was doing. It's Forrest 2, Luton 2. And from two down, Luton have got themselves level. Brentford three, Burnley
0: nil. We've had another absolute screamer, Adrian. Saman got us. He's in
4: on goal for 4-0. Oh, fantastic. Counter-attacking goal in the blink of an eye. Talk about a comeback. Chelsea two, Arsenal two. They've scored twice, Arsenal, in the space of seven minutes. Aston
5: Villa four, West Ham United one. Villa's
3: best start to a season for 25 years. Dallo goes for goal, what a goal. Diogo Dalot finds the top corner. Magnificent hit from Diogo Dalo, an effort that Sir Bobby Charlton would be proud of himself.
1: And the action does not stop there. However, tonight we have live and exclusive commentary of Spurs taking on Fulham at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, with the hosts looking to return to the top of the table. Before we hear from both managers, Ange Postecoglou and Marco Silva. Let's hear from James Madison on his impressive start to the season.
0: Drives it home. They were awful to watch last year. They were. They were a cure for insomnia at times. This season it's completely different. It's almost like a complete
4: reverse. Spurs look good. I'm not sure anybody anticipated the free-flowing, front foot, energized football they're watching to happen so quickly under Postacoglu. If
1: I was a Spurs fan, I'd be incredibly excited.
4: One back by It could be a really tough season for Fulham. The gaping hole that's been left by Mitchell Vignette. The presence, the aerial, you know, in terms of goals. That personality as well. Personality. set
0: up my teams um, to play football that's just nice to watch. I've put, set up my teams to play football, they'll
5: win. This is a risk way we're going to play, but we're going to play it. Quite amazing to see the transformation.
4: And Richardson is there and he heads it towards goal and it's in. Monday Night Football at its very best
3: on Talk Sports. Talk Sports.
0: No, I feel like I'm playing probably arguably the best football I've played, to be fair. I'm at an age now where I'm I'm experienced as well. I'm, I've played a lot of football matches now, coming through the lower leagues and stuff as well in my early career. So I've played a lot of football. I'm, I've seen a lot of stuff. I'm still only 26, got a long way to go, but I'd probably say, yeah, I'm probably in the, the form of my, my career, I would say, in terms of the levels I want to set. A season in the Premier League is like a roller coaster. You know there's going to be there's bumps and it's going to come down at times because it's impossible. There's only ever one team that's even gone and beaten without losing the game you know and um, there's always going to be bumps and hits in the road. Really encouraging start to the season um, i honoured to receive the manager of the month but that's sort of um, representative of a larger group of people you know the coaching staff all the football department are working really hard at the moment to create an environment and, and, and a training sort of base for the players to perform and fair to say I think apart from the results which have obviously been pleasing is I think we've had a level of performance in every game which has made us really competitive
2: against all opponents home away Tottenham is doing an amazing start of the season they they are um, they are on the top of the table is and is clear why not just because of the results of course they have to achieve results to be there but the way they have been achieving the results is, is being really good and we have to say credits to them they have had the um, a bad result, if I can say, this season um, and was against us in the Carabao Cup. Uh, and that is true, of course, at Cottage and uh, different different scenarios. But it's going to be tough.
0: It's Tete, who steps up, right footy, and scores! Sends the goalkeeper the wrong way, sends
5: Tottenham out of the Carabao Cup!
2: A great challenge and we, he's going to be there for sure. He's going to demand really hard work from ourselves and very good organisation and after the, the belief and the courage to play our, our, our way.
1: And finally, England narrowly lost to South Africa in the Rugby World Cup semi-finals in Paris on Saturday evening. Here was the fallout to that 15-16 defeat.
4: South Africa are in front for the first time in the game with two minutes left. It's an Andre Pollard penalty from virtually the halfway line.
2: Real reminder of the 2019 World Cup final when England lost to South Africa there. Not because of the scoreline on that mm-hmm. occasion. South Africa were clearly the best team, but the, the same things reared their heads to knock England out in that it was the South African scrum which started getting plenty of penalties for the box and the right boot of Andre Pollard that kicked them to victory and England are a team who came into the tournament as you just say unfancied understandably so because they weren't playing well but big underdogs for that semi-final Mm -hmm. I think they they will have won a lot of people over both England fans who were becoming a little bit disenfranchised with the team and also others in the rugby world as well england are never the most popular side but i think the way in which they applied themselves against the box was absolutely outstanding
4: heartbreak for england south africa will get a chance to defend their title
2: disappointed but unbelievably proud unbelievably proud of what this this group's done over the past uh, five months together it's not all it's not all going our way but to to build up to a performance like we did today uh, ultimately to 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 come short to a great team like South Africa, but um, yeah, I, I'm sat here disappointed, but but unbelievably proud of, of what this group's done.
3: We we came here with a plan to win the game, and we fell fell a little bit short, uh, not far short, but a little bit short. So we're we're desperately disappointed with it. But I think as Owen talked about there, the, the
2: players should be incredibly proud of of what they've and continue to do as they represent England rugby. This England team is a lot better than what they have been performing over those four years and there's something for Steve Borthwick and those coaches who didn't come into the job that long ago after Eddie Jones, something for them to build towards as well.
1: Well, that's it. That's all we've got time for. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app, wherever you get your podcast from. Of course, there'll be another one of these Andy Gostin TalkSport daily podcasts out. First thing in the morning, do what you've got to do to get it. And a reminder, the Spurs against Fulham is live and exclusive tonight on TalkSport with game night starting from 7pm after my show, Drive Time. Anyway, thanks for listening. Have a good day and above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe.
4: That was a
3: podcast from TalkSport.